I want to talk to you about Abraham. Abraham. And uh, he's a bit of a dude. <laughs> and, uh, but first I want to pray. So let's do that. Lord, I thank you for your presence here. I thank you that we are all one family, that Jesus, your blood does run through our veins, that we are free, that we're free in you. And Lord, I pray that you would just, the words you've laid on my heart for this morning, Lord, that I'd be able to deliver them with clarity. Lord, that they would bring life, that they would bring hope, that they would bring future, that they would just break off things that are not of you, Lord. Lord, I pray that I would speak with uh, power and with might, Lord, straight from heaven, Holy Spirit, I welcome you here, that you would have your way in this place today. Lord, that there would be power in this place today. Angels, I welcome you here to just help minister with me this morning. A whole family in heaven, that you would just engage today with what we're doing right here and right now. We pray for open hearts, Lord, that you would renew our minds with your word. Thank you, Jesus. And we all said, Amen. Amen. All right, I want to talk about Abraham because through the last couple of weeks we've been talking about heroes of the faith. And uh, if you read through Hebrews chapter 11, it lists the heroes of faith. And uh, Abraham is one of those guys that is just, um, you look at his life and you can read all about him through Genesis, you know. But good part of the first part of the Bible is about Abraham. He was called Abram. And then God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many of the nations or father of many nations. That's right. So... Few men outside the Lord Jesus Christ himself have had such an impact on the history of the world as Abraham. Jews worship him, you know, like they, they not worship him, but they acknowledge him as the father of their faith. The Muslims even acknowledge him. Um, Christians acknowledge him. They're, you know, Abraham is one of those guys that has made an impact on the world. And uh, in the Bible, he's presented to us as a great example of a man who lived his life by faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 And I want us to turn there this morning to Hebrews chapter 11 because it's all about how God actually, he, he he, he makes heroes. And if you break up Hebrews, it can be he brews. Heroes, as in he makes heroes. And uh, the, the heroes of, of Hebrews chapter 11 are, are um, a testimony to what God can do when you put your life in his hands. You know, we sometimes think, oh, well, we're just little old me. And you get told off by God if you say that too often because he says, no, you're not. Who are you to diminish yourself? You're the son and the daughter of the Most High God. You have the blood of Jesus running through your veins. You have power from on high in you and through you and upon you. Who are you to say that you're just little old me? And I get told off when I say that. He goes, you know, you're not. And uh, he brews heroes. He makes heroes. He, you know, sometimes you've got to percolate a little bit and he sits you there, but he's still making you into the person that he created you to be. He said, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you before a day was even written. And, you know, it was even lived. And I knew you and I planned you. I planned good works for you to do in advance. And he makes us heroes. You are a hero. You know that Superman that's on the banner that Jonah and, and John made? That's you. That's you. We are heroes. So I want you to just grab hold of that this morning, that he brews heroes. He makes us heroes. And you can get that stinking old thinking out of you're just little and, and a lump, a bump on a log and not important because God does not see you like that. And Abraham is a man who is testimony to how we can live by faith because he was just a man that God picked out from obscurity and he made him the father of the nations. He said, and, and we get to be a part of what God promised him. 
You know, we're, we're children of Abraham, the Bible says, and the blessings of Abraham are on us. Amen? I'm just getting a little bit fired up. I, I'm kind of, I, I get along pretty well with Abraham. He's pretty special to me. He's, you know, he's our granddad in the faith. So if you've never had a granddad or you never knew your granddad or your granddad was a grumpy bum, well, you just say, well, I've got Abraham as my granddad because he's, he's a dude. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's read from chapter 11, verse 17. And it says, um, actually, we'll read from, where are we going to go from? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place where he would receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of the promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which had its foundations, who builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah, Abraham's wife, herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars in the sky in multitude, innumerable as the stand which is on the seashore. Abraham, he, out of him came, came a generation of people who recognized and acknowledged God. God wanted to call a people that would know him. And it wasn't his plan that they would just stay with this little group of people. He wanted that because God always is into spreading and going out. His plan when he created the Garden of Eden is that that Adam and Eve would take the garden and spread it out. And whenever you feel like you're coming back and you're closed up and you feel contained, God doesn't want us to live like that. He is always into going out into taking new land, into taking new places, into going into new realms. And when we feel contained, we've got to shake that off. And we feel like people are containing us, we've got to push against that because God wants us to go into new places. And that's what he did with Abraham. He took him and, you know, in the early years of Abraham's life, you know, God found him and he called him and he blessed him. And he wanted to show him and show us through his life how we can live a life of faith. You know, God has a calling for each of us to live a life of faith. Romans 1 verse 17 says, The just shall live by faith. And Abraham's life is a a good example of us and it can teach us how we can live by faith. And that when we feel like we've been stretched, just go with it. Don't shut down. Because, you know, we can easily back off from the call and the life and the purpose and the plan that God has for each one of us. That we would shout, that we would run, that we would soar like eagles. He doesn't make us to be chickens, farm, you know, clackering around in the farmyard. If you feel like that, hook up to Jesus and say, I want to soar like an eagle. I don't want to be one of those chickens. I don't want to be a tur- turkey. You'll get surfed up for, you know, Christmas dinner. Come on now. He says God, and you see through the life of Abraham over and over again, to go out and to go out and live by faith. And yes, it's scary. If if you're like feeling comfortable, well, you're too comfortable. If you're comfortable in the space you're with God, then you need a little bit of a push. That's why you come to church. Yeah. And God, he, he likes to make the comfortable uncomfortable. That doesn't mean you don't have peace. You just know you've been stretched. Amen. Abraham, he was um, in in the 
He was a nobody. He was a nameless face and the crowd of humanity. And he lived in a place um, in Ur. It was located on what is called Iraq now, near the Persian Sea. And it was a bustling seaport and uh, trade was conducted with India and Africa there. And history actually tells it was a centre of intellectual activity. They've actually excavated libraries that were written, you know, books that were written on clay tablets. And um, the region was well suited for raising livestock, which is when you read Genesis, you see that Abraham was well used to being able to look after herds and livestock. But the problem also, even though they were a very intellectual and even back then, and I think even I've read that they had the very early toilets even in this place, is that this was also a place where they were involved in some of the forms of idolatry, which I spoke about, you know, worshipping the sun gods and, and sacrificing their children and all the despicable things that came with, with pagan religions. And um, Abraham, he, he was in the midst of that. And you see, if you read through Genesis, that he was able to break through that. Why? Because when God called him, he chose to step out. God called him to step out. You know, you look through and you see that some of his relatives were constantly being pulled back into the old idolatry, into old pagan rituals, into sacrificing to foreign gods, and all that went with it. And, uh, but Abraham, he was able to break free of the idolatry of the land and his relatives and and walk the way God wanted. And God calls us to be no different from Abraham. We might not have served stone gods and worshipped the heavenly bodies like he was a sun worshipper, as in the sunshine, but we were all at one stage trapped in darkness, just like Abraham and his family. And God called us to step out. Regardless of where we've been or what baggage we might carry or might have carried, God says, I can shake that free from you. But there is a point where you have to choose. You know, God spoke to Abraham in the darkness and he called him to leave behind everything he loved and everything that shaped his life up to that point. And that's what God does for us. And actually on Tuesday night when uh, Justin was here, I had this God encounter and uh, I was standing there and I... I actually was taken back in time in a vision and I was standing with Abraham and, uh, and the Lord was, was talking to me and I, I saw myself with Abraham and here's Abraham in the land with his relatives and um, with everything that he'd known and everything that was good. You know, no, it was, a lot of it wasn't bad and it was like comfortable and I'm standing there on the edge of the town with Abraham and I felt what Abraham would have felt. And I saw this land all in front of me and it was the land that Abraham was called to. And it was like, let go of everything you have known. Let go of the comfortable. Let go of those things, even the good things. I want you to let go and step out just like Abraham did to a place that is unknown. A place that is exciting, that is a place that is full of faith and you're going to have to use it. And this morning, I want to just encourage you that that's where we're going. You know, that it it may not be comfortable sometimes. And even like just stepping, even the worship this morning and the praise and the music was different. It's because God wants us to step out of what is comfortable. It's comfortable to have it all structured, our life, isn't it? It's comfortable to have all our ducks in the line. If you're a melancholy, anybody melancholy, you know, like to have everything just ordered, who's like that? Come on now, I'm not the only one in the room. Yeah, we like just to have, this is going to happen, we have our list, we have our goals, and it's like, right, just don't mess with my little thing. Guess what? 
God loves to mess with that little thing. Because when he does that, when we allow him in to mess with it, you know what happens? We get bigger on the inside and our dreams get bigger and we see the purpose and the plan that God has for us and it's bigger. He says, I will do above and beyond abundantly than you can ask or think or dream or hope for, he says. Ephesians 3.20, he says, I will go above. So if your dreams, uh, you need to start dreaming bigger because God promises that he will do above. Above that, more abundantly above. So you need to dream bigger. You need to think bigger. Amen. There is no limits on God. Philip was preaching about there is no limits. If you feel limited, lift that lid. Lift the lid. Say, God, pull the lid off. And you might go, oh, but that's okay. Lift the lid off. Amen. I'll just preach myself happy. (laughs) You know, Abraham was asked to leave his region, his religion, and his relatives behind. And for this, it was a difficult thing to do. He was called to follow, to live a life of faith, and to step into a new future. He was to leave his home, not knowing where he was going or when he would even arrive in the new destination. He was to leave all such matters in God's hands. And that's the thing about when God calls us into a new place with him, he calls us to step out into the unknowing, is that we've just got to leave it in God's hands. When you know that God is pulling you, pulling you forward, and he's saying, let go of that stuff. Even let go of all the family stuff. Let go of all the past. Let go of your habits. Let go of how you've had things all organized. And he says, let go and step out. You've got to make a choice that you will do that. And trust that God will have everything house under control. Yeah? Because God is in the process of stretching us. And we can't get to where God wants us to go unless we allow him to stretch us. Unless we allow him to say, okay, God, I'm going to grab hold of you and I'm going to let go of that. Because we go through life carrying so much baggage. We have our suitcases full of stuff. And some of it's nice. Some of it's good stuff, you know. We like our stuff in our suitcases. I'm comfortable with that stuff. I know what it looks like and smells like. Yeah? Come on. We know our dirty laundry, don't we? And we get comfortable with it. And God says, "Uh uh-uh, you cannot run. You know, has anybody ever been to an airport and you have to run and you've got those big suitcases? Yeah? And it's like you just got to sometimes you think, I just need to leave that and run or I'll miss the plane. You know, we can miss what God wants for us. You know, there's a lot of people that that they look back and they have such regret that they missed what God wanted for them. And they go, I could have done that. I could have been that. I could have experienced that. And they missed it. And I don't want any one of us to miss what God has for us, the opportunity there has for us, because we're holding on to our stuff because it's safe or it's known or it's comfortable or we had it all organized. I've got a five-year plan. God, don't mess with it. Well, he wants to mess with it today. He wants to stretch us. And for us to be like Abraham, we stood on the edge of that town and he had a choice. God spoke and he said, leave your region, leave your family, leave your religion and step out into a new world because I have something for you. And he says the same for us. And we've got to make a choice. We stand on the edge and we can look back and we go, no, actually, I want, can I just take this with me? Uh-uh. 
Can I just take this? Because once you start taking stuff with you, it just bogs you down and you cannot run. God wants us to run the race that he set before us. So it will not be so easily entangled by the sin that wants to grab us and the, and the weight and burdens that want to grab hold of us. You know, you know you, sometimes you just got to go, you know what? They may want to do that. My family may say that. My friends may say that. The society may say that, but I am going to run this way. And that's what Abraham did. He stood on the edge of that town and that city and he said, okay, I'm familiar with that, but I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out and I'm going to go into the land that God says that he has for me. Amen. Why don't you turn to Genesis chapter 11 and we're going to read what God said to Abraham. Genesis chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's go from chapter 12, actually. And it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. And this is what God says. You know, when God asks you to leave stuff, it's because he wants to give you something better and bigger and more. Whenever God asks you to let go of anything, it's so that he can give you something better. God is not a stingy God. He's not a God who takes, you know, and then doesn't replace it with anything. If he says be emptied, it's so that he might fill you with better things. He says, you know, so he says to Abram, leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's house to a land that I will show you. He didn't say this is what it looks like. He just says, I'm going to show you. And when you stand on the edge of new things, you're not going to have all the answers. It's not going to be all nicely written down for you. You're just going to have to trust. And he says, the land that I will show you, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And then you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. He left, he chose. But God said, when God ever asks you to do something, he's going to say, I want you to step out, but there's good stuff for you. There's joy here for you. There's blessing here for you. There's prosperity here for you. There's surprises and, you know, there's stuff that I want you to inherit and grab hold of. He doesn't just leave you hanging. He gives you good things. And that's why he asks us often to just cut our ties with our past life. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go and run the race that Jesus has set before us. Jesus' call is a call to a new life with new priorities and a new Lord. He wants to be in charge. Being a Christian actually means that we are Christ followers. followers. He's in charge. He's in charge, not us. We don't get to negotiate if we're really going to follow. You waste too much time doing that. If you're you're busy negotiating with God, you're going to waste and you should be up there and you're still back here negotiating. What opportunities did you miss? God has blessing every single day for us. And too often we miss it because we're negotiating. Well, I just need to do this. I just need to do that. Can you just wait? No, you can't. Just get going. Yeah? Yeah? There is things that happen around us. There's miracles happening every day that God wants us to be in the middle of. And if we will just step out and do it, we'll see God move. We'll see God use us to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to set people free. And then we'll get such a blessing coming into our lives because we just, he can trust us that when he says, go see that person, bang, something's going to happen. Yeah. 
I want to live that life where I see the supernatural stuff, that I'm engaging with that, where I see God enter my world and do stuff that is like blows your mind. Yeah? Christianity is not this boring little, oh, we just read our Bibles and sing little hymns. And oh, Jesus loves you. He does do, he does all that. But you know what? It is a, it is a fire of God. It is like full on. It is overwhelming. It should, your face should overwhelm you. You should be scared when you put your feet on the ground and go, Radio, what have we got up to today, God? Yeah, that he can use you wherever you are, whether you're at work, whether you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere, whether you're in the middle of your office, God wants to use you. And it's just going, God, what are you doing today? What are you doing today? And engaging with heaven and going, what are you doing today? And that's what Abraham did. And he stepped out and he just went, I'm just going to follow. And if you read through Genesis, you see that he became a great nation. That the other countries that he walked through and the other kings, they would, see, they would see him and they were just like, there's Abraham coming. You know, he was wealthy and, and God blessed him, you know, and, and he had a child in his old age because he held on to the promise of what God said. It's never too old. You're never, it's never too late if you grab hold of what God says and say, God, restore those things that I have missed out on. Restore those things that I was disappointed on. Restore those things. God is restoring. He's in the process of restoring. And you say, God, I've missed it, but I want to just step back in. Restore to me the things that I've missed. Restore, restore, restore. Amen. Jesus calls for a total commitment. He says, take up your cross and follow me. That means that you take up whatever he's asked you to take up and you follow him and you let go of the other stuff. When you take up the cross of Jesus, you don't have room for anything else on your shoulders. You just take up Jesus. Amen. His call for us is to leave the old life behind and to begin a new life of faith where every moment is lived in utter dependence upon him alone for every need. That is the nature of faith. Do we live like that? where every moment should be we're on the edge going, whoa, God, where are we off to now? We're too comfortable, people. We get so comfortable because we're comfort lovers. I know we'd like to snuggle up with our blankie and, you know, a hot cuppa and watch our favourite show. You know, we, we love to be comfortable. And God's saying he wants us to have total dependence upon him for every need, that trust in the Lord with all your heart. God's been really speaking to me about that. Too often we go, well, I trust in my wage or I trust in that that person's going to do the right thing or I trust in this or that. God says in Proverbs chapter 3, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How much of your heart do you actually trust God in? And lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. God's call is for you to follow without being concerned about the destination. We like to know where we're going, don't we? His call is for you to leave the details to him. His call is for us to surrender to his call, regardless of what it costs, where it leads, or how much it hurts. His call has always been and still is, follow me. Follow me. Regardless of what that means or what it looks like, follow me. And he promises when you do. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, And I have come to give you fullness, full and abundant life. 
the, the thief, the devil, comes to steal and to rob and destroy. But Jesus, when he says to follow him, he says that he will give you abundant, overflowing. Want to give a shout of praise because it's so good, abundant life. When you follow Jesus, that's what he will do. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have things you've got to walk through, but he says that he will walk through them with you. And on the other side, you will see that there is blessing. There's always, because he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I am always with you. You don't have to be afraid. You know, it says, do not be afraid over 365 times in the Bible. That's one for every day. Yeah? And he says, trust in me with all your heart. Don't lean on this. Trust in who I am and what I say, and he will direct our paths. You know, Abraham, at the age of 75, he makes his break with the old life and he leaves, and God leads him, and he leads him across the desert and he leads him to new lands and he blesses him. And he says to Abraham, he says, look up at the stars in the sky. And Abraham, he says, can you even count them? And Abraham says, no, I can't. And he says, such will be your family that I'll make you. That man had no children at that stage. But God said, I'm going to make you a father of the nations, many nations. And And the Lord was speaking about us because Abraham is the father of faith. He says, it's all about faith. It's all about faith. And that's why he, we're, in a spiritual sense, we're his children because we're people of faith. And as Rhea was saying this morning, and it was so lovely because you had all the kids and they're all, you know, they're from, we're from everywhere. I don't know how many countries are represented in the genetic <laughs> mounting pot here, but there's a lot. But, you know, when it comes to Jesus, we've all got his blood flowing in our veins. We all belong together with him. There is no separateness, there's no Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female in him. We're all one in Christ. That's an amazing thing. No matter where you come from, no matter what background, no matter what your parents were, no matter what your genetic disposition is, it doesn't matter because when we come to Jesus, we're all one family and we're all heirs of the promise that was given to Abraham, that I will bless you, that I will make you a great nation, that whoever I bless is blessed. Yeah, that you have the blessing of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob on you because it was given to us and he's our granddad. Amen. Heaven's having a little party right now. They like it when we, you know, we're just engaged with what's happening up there. And it's like he, he stepped out. There is nothing in this life like walking with God by faith. The faith walk puts you in a place of dependence on God and he will not let you down. He will not let you down. Now, the promises to Abraham was that you would have a new home, that he'd have many offspring, great blessings, a great name. Now listen to this because these are your blessings. When, when God says something and he repeats it, it's like it's important. And so the blessings of Abraham, Galatians said, are our blessings, that we're the heirs of the blessing. It says you've got a new home. So you now have a new home in God. He says that you have many offspring, that you've got sisters and brothers and, you know, spiritual children all around you as you get older, that you have great blessing, that your name is great. You know your name is written in the book of life. Your name is great in the heaven, that you'll be a blessing, that he will protect you from his enemies, that God will bless your friends, that all the world will be blessed through Abraham's faith. Those blessings are us, that all the world will be blessed through your faith. All the world, your family will be blessed. 
Yeah, your household is blessed. So he will protect you from your enemies. The blessings of Abraham are our blessings. And if you walk in faith, you engage in that. Yeah? Abraham doesn't know, didn't know yet how God would work it all out. When he stood on the edge of that city, he didn't know how God would work it all out. And we can often be at that place where I don't know how God's going to work this all out. You don't know my finances. You don't know my family background, you might be saying this morning. You don't know what's in front of me. You don't know my work situation. But God says that he will work it all out. If you put your hand in his hand and go, okay, I'm going to step over out of my comfortable little town place and I'm going to step in with you. He says that he will work it all out, just like he did for Abraham. Everything God promised to give Abraham, he did give him. We are part of that promise. It kept on happening. Even after Abraham went to be in heaven, it still kept on happening. That the promises that Abraham was given are still being outworked through us. And that should be the way it is with our life, that the blessing that's on our life should keep on flowing down to the future generations, that your children and your children's children and your children's children should be blessed. Amen? Yeah? It's like that they, you can see the blessing that God put on you. It's, 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 you see it in your grandchildren. He's nodding the great-grandmas down here. Yeah, it's like you'll be able to see it. Take God at his word. That is where he wants us to bring us to. He wants us to come to a place where we can simply take him at his word and be satisfied in our hearts that he will do it. And the only way we get to that place is just taking time to spend with him and spending what does God say about me? Because it's in here. What does God say about me? Because all his plans and purposes you will find he will bring it to life when you read it. If we never open up his promise book, if we never open up what he has for us in this word, we're not going to find out. And we're, It's like our guidebook. It's like a map. It's like a GPS. Yeah. yeah, straight from heaven. And if we never open up, then you're going to be going round and round the roundabouts. I used to get stuck on roundabouts. And I'd be like, which entrance did I come off? <laughs> GPSs are awesome things, you know. And it's like, well, our Bible is our GPS. It shows us which way to go. And if you never open it, well, you've never turned your GPS on. Yeah, yeah you've got to open it and find out what the promises are that, are that came down from Abraham through Isaac to Jacob to Jesus to us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I'm nearly finished. <laughs> it's true. Romans 4.21 says, And being fully convinced that what he has promised, he will also be able to perform. God wants us to be fully convinced. And the way we get that is by being spending time with him and spending time reading what the GPS says, reading what the word says. If we live this life of faith in this world, there will be times when we cannot see the way. There will be days when we, we too wonder how God will ever do anything with the likes of us. There will be times when we will have to walk by faith and not by sight. You know, 2 Corinthians says, walk by faith, not by what you see. Walk by faith. Faith is just trusting in him, trusting in the Lord. Some people just won't do that. And I've seen that in my walk with the Lord. I've seen people who just will not take those steps. They just get stuck. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, when you get stuck and you won't keep on moving from faith to faith, there's no stuck it just keep, you, you step back and you step back and you step back off the call of God on your life. You don't just stay in one place. You're always, if you stop, 
And then you actually go backwards. And I've seen that time after time. I'm like, oh, God, if only they'd just kept on walking. You know, some of us just need to take little steps at a time, you know, like little steps. Other ones of us will just take great big running leaps and others of us are bomby jumpers. Yeah, but, you know, that's God. He sorts that out. But don't stay in one spot because you won't stay there. You'll go backwards. And you'll look at your life and go, I used to do this. I used to know God's voice. I used to read the Bible. I used to come to church. And you stopped. And so you keep on going backwards. Step forward. Take even just a little step. Because some people just don't do that. If they can't see how it should be done, they won't do it. If they can't explain it, then they avoid it. Those people limit themselves and how they will grow. Don't try and explain God to them. If he wants to have angels show up in your lounge room, they'll let him. Yeah? If you can't explain it, it doesn't mean it's not God. Just let God minister to you. Go to his word and let him speak to you. The people God uses, and this is what I want to finish with. The people God uses greatly are those who will walk obediently wherever the path of God leads them. Whether they understand it or not, whether they like it or not, whether they know what will happen or not. Those are the people who get to see the Lord part the seas. They see the multitudes fed. They get to walk on the water. They walk unharmed through the fiery furnaces and lion dens of life. They live life by faith and they get to see the Lord do the impossible over and over and over again. Let's be people who live by faith. That actually take a step out into that new world, even when we can't see where it's going, knowing that God is there with us. And the whole of heaven is cheering us on, going, come on, it's good. There's blessing in that place. Even when it sounds funny or it's uncomfortable or it's not the way you've done it before. Come on, guys. He says that, you know, if you read in in Hebrews chapter 12, it says there is such a cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Something, come on, because they can see. We don't have often, you know, perspective unless we get up into the heavenlies and then you see. But, but they do, and they're cheering us on. There's an old saying that goes, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Abraham made that step, and when he did, he saw God do things that amazed him. Have you made the first step? Have you asked Jesus into your life? Have you made that step of going, God, I want to let go of my old life. I want to let go of my, my, my faith of my families, you know, their religion, their thinking, that stuff and take the steps to just go, I'm going to step into what God has for me, regardless. Have you made the step of total surrender, going, God, whatever you want. I'm scared, but whatever you want. Have you made the step of faith that will take you beyond the humdrum, ordinary, I can plan it all out, run-of-the-mill life, into the otherworldly realm where God operates and uses people just like us? Let's take that step, whatever it is for you, and go, God, I'm up for it. Some of us jump and yoo-hoo like we're jumping into the big bommy. And others just need to take a step. The important thing is that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step and then taking another one. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the testimony of men like Abraham, 
that show us how to live a life of faith, just to leave what is known and step out into a brand new place, a brand new world. And Lord, I pray this morning that as I've spoken, that you would help each one of us take that step, just to keep on growing, to keep on stepping, to, to live more fully and by faith and not by what we can see or understand. Lord, help us to be courageous. Help us to be courageous, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us. Remind us when we're feeling contained, when we're stepping back in fear. Just remind us to say, step forward. Step forward. Let go. Just work on us, Lord. Let your word become alive to us like our GPS. I pray a blessing on each person here and especially for those ones that are stepping that next step into baptism, Lord, that you would bless them. And the next steps too. I pray in Jesus' precious name. And we all said, Amen. Amen.